Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the world's 420,969th best podcast in the goddamn universe. It is Prairie Dumpster with your host, me, Tyler Penner. And it seems like it's been a while since I've recorded one of these. I did. But guess what? That's all over now. This half-assed shit, this real half-assed dog shit, this real mailing it in, that's over now. That's the old me. That was 2023 me. It is 2024, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new year. Brand new me. Brand new podcast. Nothing can stop us. This is our year. Our year. Our year. Whatever. Um, This is going to be the year of prep work. Not today. Not today. We're not doing that today. New Year's, it always starts January 2nd. Okay? So, give me a fucking break. Give me a day or two to decompress. But, like I said, this is going to be... Dude, I've got very high hopes for Prairie Dumpster this year. We're going to do some crazy things. We're going to have guests on. Uh, We are going to uh, broadcast live at some point from a Walmart. Um, We might go down south to the United States to do a podcast outside of a nuclear missile silo. I don't know yet. We could go anywhere with this podcast. A lot of hope. A lot of potential. And, um, yeah, man, I'm stoked. We're actually going to do it this year, I think. I think we're really going to give it a go. Number one thing that we need to start doing is keeping up a regular uh, schedule. That's the very least I could do, especially with the patrons who all of 2023 were just getting scammed. They were getting scammed out of money. $5 a month, uh, Canadian, of which Patreon takes, I think, a dollar. So, you know, I think I've got $40 in my bank account right now with all the Patreons concluded. That was a scam. Not this year. This year is the year where you guys start getting some return on your, uh, let's face it, the minimal investment. Really, you're not losing that much. I don't know what all the hate mail is about. But, um, yeah, realistically, I mean, you're not out of pocket too much. So just shut the fuck up, okay? Because I'm sick and tired of... Uh, hearing from you guys, it, honestly, just I've got a life to live. Even if I'm not doing anything, that's my choice. I'm allowed to make my choices, aren't I? I think so. But anyways, sorry, me accosting my audience. That's another old move. That's another 2023 um, podcasting move. All right. That's not 2024. 2024 is when I start to love you. I start to come around. And I start to show you uh, my gentler side. Um, you know. Anyways, yeah. Um, but it's a new year. And I like that. It's like a blank slate. I feel so fresh right now. You know, I got up this morning. I made a cup of coffee. Um, you know, I woke up before noon 
Um, I sat here. I didn't eat anything, uh, anything bad. Um, I haven't really done anything wrong yet. So far in 2024, uh, I am perfect. I really am perfect in 2024. Granted, it's only quarter after two in the afternoon on January 1st. That's fine. The point is, is that for the last um, 14 hours that this year has, has, you know, been going, so far I'm batting 1,000%. I'm really just crushing it out of the park so far this year. Really. And that's good. I'm going to try to keep this streak going. I've got New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions big time. Uh, This is going to be the last year that I am a pathetic, fat, soft body. I am getting jacked this year. And I know I said that last year, and I don't know why you keep bringing up the past. Really, it's not constructive or helpful at all. I'm choosing to be positive in 2024. I guess you didn't make that resolution to be positive. You're going to keep bringing up the past. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to look to the future. And the future for me is um, a lot of cigarettes and a lot of coffee. And I think I'm just going to get healthy like that. I'm just going to smoke myself thin, as Troy McClure would say. I am going to get ripped. I'm going to get jacked. Like muscular. Like really like intimidatingly sexy. And I'm going to be a dick about it. The second I get at all physically attractive, I'm going to let ugly people know how ugly they are. And um, that's just a rite of passage for uh, any attractive person. You get to let uglies know that they're uggos. I'm sorry. I can't wait to be in that position. But it's going to take a lot of hard work. And... um, And I think I'm ready to put in the work now and actually see through the to the finished product. I'm actually going to ride this one out and get to the goddamn finish line. My problem is in the past, whenever I've shed a couple of pounds uh, and I'm talking even like six pounds, as soon as I shed six pounds and I need to lose like 50 But as soon as I shed six pounds, as soon as the first two or three people come up to me, they're like, hey, man, looking good. I'm like, all right, well, that's done. Domino's, yeah, uh, extra large pizza, uh, Parmesan bites, and two liter of Coke with uh, extra sugar, please. Hurry up, please. I got my compliments. I'm ready to get fat again. So this time we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're not going to stop until people start going like, hey man, like you were looking good. Now you look a little emaciated. All right. You're looking a little strange. And this happened to the the old ball coach, Ben Walker, one of my best buddies, living in that fucking dirt farm called Ottawa. He should move back to Winnipeg. Everybody knows this. Even the old ball coach Ben Walker knows that he should be living in Winnipeg with his friends. He refuses to do so. <laughs> Whatever. But anyways. Um, he quit drinking and, um, quickly lost, uh, an impressive amount of weight. 
was looking real good. But then went a bit too far. Went a bit too far. Came back to Winnipeg one time. Uh, was looking slightly gaunt. And he got, he, he, he got some comments about this. Hey, went back to Ottawa. Not a problem. Uh, hit up the Skittles. Hit up the Nibs. The Sour Soothers a little bit. Put on a little bit more weight. Now he's in a sweet spot. He's looking great. I'm not going to stop until I get to that point. Tell people like, dude, what? You're smoking meth now? That's what I'm going to be doing. As soon as I'm I'm not going to stop losing weight until people think that I am addicted to methamphetamines. That's going to be, that's the goal. That's what we're chasing here. As soon as I have methods coming up to me like, hey, bro, where'd you cop? Then Then I know I'm like, okay, I hit the goal weight. People write down their goal weights, 160, 180, one blah, blah, blah. No, my goal weight, meth head. Goal weight, uh, people think I like shooting jib in my veins. So I'm not going to stop until we get there. And who knows, maybe I'll just start doing meth. I don't know. I'm going to do whatever it takes, though, because I am committed. I am committed this year. To finally doing it. Tim Dillon once said. For some people. Their entire life arc. Is just losing 30 pounds. They spend their whole life working on it. I feel like that's uh, me. A little bit. Me and my family. My family. We, We consist for years. For the last two decades. Have talked about losing weight. To get to the goal weight. And the only time that any one of us has ever achieved it. And we've all kind of achieved it on our own ways. My brother was 160 pounds at one point. Looked real thin. Perfect weight for his BMI. He was in that sweet spot. Uh, but he was horrifically depressed. During this time that he lost. He looked fantastic. Uh, was contemplating a lot of bad stuff was not in a good place mentally. My mom as well. She's hit her goal weight in the midst of a horrific depression. And me too. Me too. I've hit my goal weight before um, in the midst of horrific depression. Not this time. This time I'm going to hit my goal weight. I'm going to be happy as a clam. I'm going to be high on meth. It's going to be a great time. You understand? 2024. Man, it can happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to manifest it. What's that book called? It's called like The Secret or something. Where you just think of shit and then you get it. I think uh, it's always sunny. I already made that joke, but that's fine. Um... The Secret is a 2006 self-help book by Rhonda Byrne based on the earlier film of the same name. It is based on the belief of pseudoscientific law of attraction, which claims that thoughts can change a person's life directly. The book alleges energy as assurance of its effectiveness. Um, Madam Blavatsky. All right, we're getting into some theosophy shit. Um... Well, huh. No, Oprah plugged it. Anyways, whatever. 
Law of attraction. Well, you know what? I'm attracting some weight loss. I, I believe in the law of repulsion. That's what I believe in. That's what I'm going to go for. Yeah. Fuck the secret. I'm going to write a book called The Truth. It's going to be based on the law of repulsion. And it just you think things and you repel them away. And that's actually pretty good. That's actually not a bad philosophy. I'm going to think about me sitting here three days ago getting an extra large pizza from Clubhouse and absolutely pile driving that bitch in one sitting. Large 16-inch, so much goddamn cheese. I still have a good three pounds of cheese in my system from that pizza. But I figured, hey, Christmas, New Year's, fuck it, we'll start fresh. And that's what we're doing. That's a great time. Right after Christmas to New Year's, it is just a Yukon gold rush to do every heinous, shitty, unhealthy thing you can possibly do before New Year's hits. I mean, you want, dude, you got all that leftover Christmas turtles. I mean, you're eating them not even because you want to. You're full and you're sick and you don't even really like turtles. But goddamn if you didn't eat 45 of them because, hey, New Year's is around the corner. This is it. We got to stock up for the great reset. And that's what I was doing. I was eating pizza and whacking it like the world was ending. Because realistically, that's what I would do. If I found out that the nukes were getting launched tomorrow, I would sit in my apartment and I would order a pizza and I would rub it out a few times and that'd be it. <laughs> that would really, I mean, that's that's all I want. That's all I need. That's, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm going to spend my last moments with my family, you know, getting irritated. Nah, 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 nah. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Going to get a pepperoni and banana pepper and Italian sausage pizza. And while they're delivering that, I'm going to whack it. At least the old me would, not the new me. The new me, if, if, if the new me found out that the nukes were getting launched, uh, I'll have a cup of water and then I'll eat some kale and then I'll do some push-ups. And then when that fucking blast wave hits... I'll be like, no. And that nuke will bounce right off my fucking chiseled abs. That's what's going to happen. That is what's going to happen. So we're going to get ripped. We're going to get in shape. We're going to follow a weekly schedule with the podcast. All right. Mondays. Or for the freeloading normies, all right? Thursdays, maybe, maybe Fridays, or for the patrons, the diehards, my paramilitary organization that continues to support me despite having zero cause to. I got a lovely message from one of the patrons. I'm not going to spill it on here, but it's a couple, and they support me. Two people, one pledge. Little cheap, but still good fans who are asking me, hey, where's the podcast? Why aren't you recording episodes? 
Why am I even spending money on your fucking ass if you're not going to deliver what you contractually stated you are contractually obligated to contractually deliver? And I was like, hey, shut the fuck up, all right? Let me order a pizza here. This is... um. This is a welcome back episode. I am very stoked to be here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have nothing to talk about, really. I think we're going to reintroduce dead air this year in the podcast. We started off last year with a ton of dead air. In fact, you know what? Let's let's just let's 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 you know pay homage to twenty twenty three for a few seconds. I started a podcast. I did forty one. Forty, sorry. Forty episodes for free. That's probably for like let's say roughly an hour and a half per episode, maybe a little less. Let's call it fifty hours of podcast entertaining. I would say combined two hours of dead air. I like those numbers. I have no problem with those numbers. We did twenty episodes on the Patreon. All right. We have more hours of content than we have listeners, way more. For every listener I have, I probably have a good six hours of content for every listener. So we got to find a way to get those numbers up. But at the same time, hey, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. So are you. Next time you feel shitty about yourself, Give yourself a break. Pat yourself on the back. That's another thing I want to do. I don't know why I brought this up, but um, we're going to do an episode of the podcast on acid at some point. That's going to be a fun one. We're going to do that. I'm just going to drop acid maybe in the park somewhere, and we're going to set up shop. No, not in the park. That'd be horrific. Just a bunch of strangers walking by and doing a podcast high on acid. Actually, that might be fun. It'll be fun for you, not for me. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that. The reason I bring that up is because every time I tell you or myself that you should go easy on yourself and take it, you know, and be nice and give yourself props. It reminds me about that glorious, glorious first time I did LSD at Masqua courtesy. I'm not going to tell the person who gave it to me, but bunch of great friends there oh god that was still one of the greatest experiences of my life that was nice that was nice i've never had a clear moment of i love everybody but fuck them it was the best feeling of all time i was like this is me time and I dropped it, and we were at Masqua, which is just outside Powerview, Pine Falls, Mosquito, and Horsefly Capital of the World. 
and I didn't care. They were all my friends, and they were hovering around me, and I was so vibing that I laid down in a ditch and just got devoured by an army of horseflies and mosquitoes. And I was like, I'm at peace with the world. And there was just these the flies were like, and I'm like, oh man, the colors. Like sober person seeing that would have been like, this guy is fucked. So call the police. <laughs> but uh, oh, man, you had to be there. You had to be there. It was truly glorious. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to do that. But in hindsight, I had a good year. 2023 was a great year. Going through social media, everyone on Instagram is like, oh, goodbye to this fucking year. God damn, what a piece of shit that was. Thank God we'll see what this year brings. It's like you say that every year. Do you ever have a good year? You know what I mean? Sometimes that faux negativity is annoying. It's annoying. I understand. If it's actually negative, you got to voice it in a funny way. I get that. That's cool. But some people are just like, no, you had a fine year. What are you talking about? You're just being negative because it's part of your identity now. Oh, God, this year sucked. Oh, God, what a dumpster part. That was a piece of shit. Was it? Was it? Every post I see coming from your Instagram, you're like, hey, we're here. Hey, I'm partying. Hey, these are my friends. Look at this. You seem perfectly happy. So shut up. You want to talk a dumpster fire every year, man? Try living in Gaza, man. Oh, God. I'm getting flooded with that, too, on social media. Some people on Instagram are like, you know, while you're making your New Year's resolutions, there's a lot of kids in Gaza who don't even have that chance. I'm like, okay, I'm, that sucks, dude. What am I supposed to do about that? I, I'm sorry. Can I? I'm, I'm still gonna lose weight. I'm sorry. Must be nice, fat ass, to have that choice that you can even lose weight. Cause guess who can't lose weight? The kids in Gaza. You know why? Because Israel cut off their supply lines to food. They can't lose any more weight because they already fucking starved to death, fat ass. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's horrible. God, it is awful. Why are you yelling at me? Because you're supposed to do something. We got to stop the war. Okay, let's stop it. How do we do that? Well, we got to stop it. We got to stop the war. Okay, so what should I do? Stop it. All right. I don't know. Seems like one of those things that is really shitty and completely out of my control. Sucks. There's a lot of those things in the world. They fucking suck. And there's really nothing you can do about them. Sometimes there's even stuff you can do about it. And I don't. I don't do it. And neither do you. Sometimes there's really shitty things going on in the world that we directly could fix. And yet we don't. And I don't. 
Like there's literally slaves working in Apple phone factories building the very device that I'm recording this podcast on. I don't know why it's we're getting so dark and deep with it. I don't mean this is another New Year's resolution. We need to keep it light, you fuck. But anyways, there's kids working in Apple iPhone factories for 50 cents a day building wonderful devices like this. And I could not be complicit in it if I just didn't buy the iPhone. But I still did. I still bought one. I still want it. And I got it. I don't know. I guess I'm a piece of shit. You know? Factory farming, man. The cows, the pigs, they're living in cages, living in jails. And I've been seeing a lot of Instagram videos. This this fucking cow's playing a ball with a with a with a dog, you know? The pig's walking around, finds a toy, it's playing around with it. These things have personalities. There's no denying it anymore. And I could not be complicit in the system if I would just go vegetarian. Which, to be fair, in 2024, I am a vegetarian so far. That's pretty cool. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll go vegetarian. I could do that, but I don't. I call Clubhouse Pizza, and I'm like, meat. All the meat you can put on the pizza. Oppressed meat. Did that animal suffer? Okay, good. Give me double. I don't know why I do that, but we do it. So you can talk about Gaza. Gaza sucks, but there's a bunch of shit that's out of my control that I'm complicit in and that I'm going to keep doing. I don't know what you want from me. I got a life to live. I got a podcast to make, and I got weight to lose. You understand? It sucks. It's shitty. But I don't think you posting on social media is going to stop the war. All right? You got a bunch of... uh, High-level cunts calling the shots. And there's not a lot we can do about it. And it blows. That's a good start to this year. That's a good. Setting the positive vibes so far. But fuck it, man. Let's keep it real. I mean, come on. This whole year, 2024, and I hope it is for you too, I'm going to get fucking real um, Tony Robbins. Is Tony Robbins the ice cream guy or is he the motivational guy? Who is Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins, American author and coach. Let's see his net worth because this guy's made a shit ton of money, I think. What the fuck? Holy shit, man. Tony Robbins' net worth stands at an impressive $600 million. According to Blinkist.net. That's insane. American success coach, professional public speaker, actor, and self-help author who has a net worth of $600 million. Because of self-help books, 33 companies, various industries, 
that reportedly generate a combined $1 billion in annual revenue. Tony Robbins was born Anthony J. Mahorvarek. Okay, he's a fucking... He's a Serb. <laughs> we're, taking, we're taking advice from a Croat. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, he's born in North Hollywood. Became business partners with John Grinder. Pseudoscientific approach. See, pseudoscience, man, is very popular. Let's start a pseudoscience right now. We should start a pseudoscience. We need a through line for this whole year. This is the second season. This is season two. I think that's how it works in the podcast world. This is season two. We need a through line. So we're going to start something here today. And I mean it this time. We're going to carry through. Last year, I was going to start a series of extremely explicit, sexually graphic, uh, erotic uh, fiction that I was going to write. Because I would, last year when I was riding the mower, literally seven out of every eight hours I was working, well, I was just consumed with extremely provocative sexual fantasies. And I thought, hey, I'll write a book about it. And that never happened. That never happened. I whacked it and that the urge to carry through with that vision, it just, I don't know, it went away. Um... But we're going to do this. Let's start a pseudoscience. Now, let's Google what pseudoscience is first. It's like science, but it's... Um, pseudoscience consists of statements, beliefs, or practices that claim to be both scientific and factual but are incompatible with the scientific method. Brilliant. Okay. So pretty much you're claiming that it's science and that it's a fact, but no one can prove it. But the, the genius of it is that you can't really disprove it either. So we need to find some. It's like crystals or like magnet, like those little magnet bracelets, which my dad bought like eight of them. He was just covered in magnets. He's walking around like, I feel great. And I'm like, dude, that cost you $700. He's like, oh, you don't know. I feel so strong. I'm like, well, no shit. You've been lifting your arm. You've got 30 pounds worth of magnet bracelets on your arm. You're get, you're just getting a pump. He's like, oh, no, I feel so good. It's the magnets. Tyler, it's the magnets. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but anyways, we should find something. We need like a rock or something. Well, crystals kind of already did that. But we need something that we can... Like snorting pepper or something. Something that doesn't necessarily um, work. It, it does not work. But at the same time, people will... It would just on the placebo effect, they will, you know... They'll be like, oh, wow, I feel great. It's like, you, yeah, you feel great because you, you think you feel great. So maybe there is valid, you know, validity to the whole secret because apparently the placebo effect does work. 
There is widespread agreement that creationism, astrology, homeopathy, um, Curlian photography? What the fuck is that? Collection of photographic techniques used to capture the phenomenon of electrical coronal discharges. Oh, it looks cool. Curlian believed that images created by Curlian photography might depict a conjectural energy field or aura thought by some to surround living things. Curlian and his wife were convinced that their images showed a life force or energy field that reflected the physical and emotional states of their living subjects. They thought that these images could be used to diagnose illnesses. That's a good one. That is a good one. Wow, it. Oh. I am such a sucker for this shit. Because just looking at pictures of Curlian photography, uh, yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, no, that's a life force. That's an energy field. That this is real. I believe this. I want to buy this book. Can I buy this book? Do you take credit card? You take credit card? Okay, cool. Money order? I can get you a money order. Yeah, I'll pay. Yearly subscription. Put me down for four years. I'm on board. 100%. Oh, you got another book? Oh, yeah, I'll buy that one too. Actually, give me three copies. Thank you. So, Curly and Photography, dousing, UFOlogy, UFOlogy, ancient astronaut theory, Holocaust denialism, Velikovskian catastrophism. What the fuck is that? Uh, ideas. Something about the body. Anyways, whatever. It's not important. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's life-changing science of the pseudo-variety. Um, so we need a pseudo-science. And it has to be self-help. Because I want some of that fucking Tony Robbins cash. I guess $600 million. We need to get in on this. You know, it's like back in the days uh, we used to watch. I used to watch Vision Television with my mother when I was in my early twenties, and I had no job, and I was in the midst of a horrific depression, and I stayed home literally all day, every day, and I had cut off contact with nearly all of my friends, and I did nothing but stay in the garage, playing guitar, smoking marijuana out of a disgusting bong and going on the internet um looking at conspiracy theories and um you know trying to get my uh possession and acquisition license from the government so i could buy a rifle because of the impending rapture when i was tired of the garage and i was baked and i was out of marijuana or i needed to ask my mother for um money in which I could go get marijuana and cigarettes and coffee and Supreme fries from Taco Bell, I would go inside and me and my mom would sit down on the couch and we would watch TV. We, me and her, and she was in the midst also of her own horrific depression. So we were home all day while my dad and my brother did actual work and supported the family. 
me and my mom would sit there and we watched the entire Sopranos. Great time. Uh, but every once in a while, we would watch Vision Television Network. And they had a guy on there. Well, they had a bunch of guys on there. A bunch of famous pastors. There were some real prosperity pimps, they call them. Prosperity theology. Creflo Dollar. Leroy Thompson. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Hagen. These are real prosperity gospels. And they would be the guys, and they would be like, Today is your chance. You come up here, you plant a seed of anointing, a seed of faith, and the Lord will take that seed and will have it grow into a great vine, a vine that will reach to the top of the heavens. And then people would cry, and they would go up to the altar, and they would lay money on the stage with the hopes that the Lord would accept their gift and then, you know, um, make them rich. <laughs> that was their plan. There was like investing in stocks for these people, except they're investing it in the Lord. And the Lord was in heaven saying, dude, I already gave you that $5. Just save your fucking money, you idiot. But these people, were they wanted to double up. They were like, Lord? This five bucks you gave me, I'm going to give it back to you. And I want this stock to rise fucking tomorrow. I want a check in the goddamn mail, Lord. And the Lord would be like, all right. But the Lord was not sending out checks. All that money was going in the hands of these pastors who became extremely wealthy. But it wasn't good enough to take direct donations from the congregation. What they would do is they would also sell their own little products. Tony Baker once sold a, a holy water with a, he called it like a spiritual cloth. <laughs> and literally, it was just a bottle of water and a fucking like handkerchief, like a Zenny optical glasses cleaning cloth. But it was a parchment. With your spiritual parchment and the holy water, apply it to areas that need healing. Once you apply it to the healing, say a prayer and just wait. Just you wait. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to Healing Town, buddy. $15.99. $15.99. That's an example of pseudoscience. My parents are religious, but we never, they were never that retarded. They, they, they were like, my dad's like, we don't have money for cloths. We have to pay the Shaw cable. <laughs> Thank God. It never came to that. Um, but yeah, so we need to come up with a pseudoscience so that we can start making money off of people. But I don't want to pick on poor people. We have to go after the rich. We have to scam the rich. Now, rich people have money. They're rich. <laughs> what don't they have? What do rich people want?
we can make up a story where um, you have to make up a story and you have to make it seem ancient. Rich people, for the most, a lot of them don't care. But you know that there's a lot of rich people out there who are, uh, and the reason I'm targeting the rich is because in the pyramid, right, money always flows upwards to the top of the pyramid. My whole goal in life, my whole life has been spent on the lower rung of the pyramid, right? And all you can see is money being kicked up and kicked up and kicked up and kicked up. That's how the, that's how the pastors do it. They always reach down and, you know, shake the money out of the poor people's pockets and all that money goes up the pyramid. My goal in life is to sit at the bottom of the pyramid like a Robin Hood and take from the top of the pyramid and just get a little trickle going downward because fuck the pyramid. Fuck the pyramid system. We're going to try to reverse it. So what we have to do is create a story that will strike at whatever heart the rich people still have. Quiet. So we have to tap into their need for something. Rich people are bored. Rich people are bored. They're bored. They have a bunch of money. They have all the toys and gadgets that they want. You know? They're sitting by the pool and they're suntanning themselves and they're looking for a little bit of something new. So you need to create a story like some um, ancient board in the medieval times. There was a woman. There was a queen. Uh, uh, the daughter of a king. She was in her 20s. She was alone, and she had every toy known to man. She had all the money, and literally her father, the king, said, you don't have to do anything. Your whole purpose on earth is just to enjoy yourself, and she did for a time, but then she found herself in a deep loneliness, a deep longing for something. She didn't even know what. But she was bored, and no toy could satisfy her. No man could satisfy her. No nothing could do anything. And so she went, and she planted a seed. And she prayed to the cosmos and asked that somehow her mind could be turned around so that she could find the joy in the little things again. This seed grew into a tree. And the tree produced nothing but other seeds. And as she saw this, she noticed that every time she went and visited the seed tree, she zoned in on little things. Whereas before she would lay by the pool with every toy known to man, she would be completely bored and completely alone and just completely unsatisfied. Every time she went around this tree, she found 
complete joy and ecstasy in literally all the smallest things. As soon as she was around the tree, everything fascinated her. She would look down at the grass and there would be a ladybug crawling on top of a blade of grass and it would blow her mind. And she loved this feeling. She was never bored again. She loved it. And then one day, she took some seeds home, put it in her pocket, and walked home. And this feeling followed her around. Literally all the tiniest things in life all of a sudden struck her as just amazing. These seeds were never published because they realized that if the populace got these seeds, they would um, start to realize that some of the things they were told matter don't really matter. And some of the things they were told to, it doesn't matter, they really matter. And so they banned these seeds and they tried to make them extinct. And they actually hunted down this young woman. And they called her a witch. They came up with some trumped up charges. And they burned her. They burned her at the stake. But little did they know. Oh, and they also went to the tree and chopped down the tree and burnt the tree to get rid of all the seeds. But those seeds she had in her pocket as they were burning her floated into the air. Little spores carried by the wind to mysterious locations previously undisclosed until now. Ladies and gentlemen, in a secret location outside of Toulon, Manitoba, there is a farm of these seeds. We've got a secret link to these seeds. And we have these seeds. And these seeds now on sale for $199.99 per satchel could be yours. And they could change your life. It's a small sack of seeds. It comes with a, a carrying case. And it comes with a little booklet describing the story and the practical use of these seeds. They can be yours right now for $199.99. But you have to commit. You have to be in the right mindset. If all of a sudden you find that these seeds don't work, you're not um, emotionally in tune with the seeds. It's not the right time, but give it time and be patient with the seeds. Occasionally there will be a bad batch. You will have to reorder. There's no refunds. There's no exchanges. But if you're rich and you're bored and you're looking for fascination, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the answer. These seeds can prove it. Do not ingest the seeds. That's they're, they're poison. Heavily, extremely toxic. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll Jesus Christ. You'll be in a lot of pain. In fact, trust me. In fact, if you've already eaten the seeds, uh, you, you're not even listening to this. You're already dead, or you're killing other people. It's fucked up what they can do. Do not eat them. Don't smoke them. Fuck. Oh God. 
whatever. That case is still in the courts. We'll beat it. It's not a big deal. But if you just hold them and rub them together, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to have your mind blown. That's not bad, eh? Seeds, that's a pretty good story. We should start doing this, dude. Let's start off some... Let's start a pseudoscience. Let's see if there's any cheap seeds. Cheap seeds online. Rainbow seeds. Nice. Let's go with Ontario seeds. I need some cheap seeds. Flower seeds. Seed collections. Clearance seeds. Nice. All right. Uh -huh. We need some sort of rare seeds. Well, anyways, we'll find the. We'll, we'll go seed shopping later. We'll get some seeds from China, which I think is illegal. I think it's illegal to get seeds from China. I don't know. Word is is that China was actually just mailing seeds to random people in North America, just like random seeds, with the hopes that these seeds would somehow spread here. Because it was actually an invasive species. Let's Google that. Because that was that's a form of weird warfare. Chinese mailing seeds. Chinese sending seeds. The truth behind the Amazon mystery seeds from China. Um ugh, fucking Atlantic. Sign up for this, sign up for that. Here's a fucking 6,000 word article. Oh, that was a, it was a seed panic. USDA is still investigating the Chinese mystery seeds years after saying they were harmless. They weren't harmless. Nothing that comes from China is harmless. Nothing. I don't care if it's chow mein or Apple iPhones. They're out to get you, man. I'm joking. China's okay. China's great. I like China. I wish I could go to China. I wish I could understand China. They got that video on YouTube of this like white New York kid. He speaks perfect Mandarin and he just goes around blowing. He's like, shush, ka, shush, shush. and like these uh, Chinese people are like, what? You speak Mandarin? The fuck? And he's like, shush. It's pretty, and it's. Terrific content. It sounds stupid, but it's actually incredible content. I love it. So, anyways, we're gonna start a pseudoscience this year. This year, we're gonna start it. We're gonna. I'm literally. We're gonna start mailing seeds to people, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna start an Instagram channel, positive motivation. We're gonna get some followers, and we're gonna start selling some useless seeds. Useless seeds. You see, the, the seeds don't matter. It's the idea. It's the idea. If you can sell people an idea, puh, bro, you make so much money. That's all Tony Robbins does. He just sells you ideas that you could easily come up with. You want to help yourself. It's literally, it's the stupidest shit. It's called self-help, but you need to buy a bunch of books from another person to do it. Just help yourself. 
Uh, maybe he's saying something new. I don't really know his stuff, but not $600 million worth of shit. I'll tell you that right now. Ralph Waldo Emerson didn't make $600 million. Carl Jung didn't make $600 million. Those are guys who actually helped people, you know? Tony Robbins. <laughs> Come on. Isn't Tony Robbins like an ice cream thing or something or a donut place? Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Fuck, I'm an idiot. Anyways, whatever. All right, well, that's pretty much the podcast. That's the first one of 2024. That's it. That's pretty much it. Quick bangers this year. No more. I'm not going to be rambling on for an hour and a half anymore. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're getting close to the camera here. See, it looks better when I'm closer. I should be closer to the camera like this. It doesn't matter. The people listening to this on SoundCloud, they don't give a shit. They can't even hear it. They can't even see it. Anyways, um... Shout out to, shout out to Oat Milk. I've shouted out the Oat Bar all the time. We're only going to get a shout out healthy food this time. We're going to find some healthy food that tastes really good. The first of which is Oat Milk. Terrific calorie count. It tastes like you're drinking oats. And oats are delicious. They really are. They got a good taste. Um, I've said it time and time again, the Starbucks oat bar, probably the best breakfast slash whatever item, probably one of the best fast food menu items anywhere. And that includes like the Big Mac, the oat bar, it's right up there. Um, but oat milk, that's going to be a staple when you're a fat ass and, and I don't mean like physically fat. I mean like mentally you're a fat ass. Like I am mentally, I'm a fat ass. Uh, because I like to eat junk food, and I like to binge eat. You understand? I know I'm not fat fat, but this is the mental framing of a fat ass. When you like to eat junk, and you eat a ton of it. You know? Where you eat so much food that you go and take a nap after. That's too much. That's too much. You shouldn't have to sleep off a meal. That's a problem. All right? You know, you shouldn't have existential crises after every goddamn meal. It's a problem. But that's a fat-ass mentality. Maybe I'll write a book about that. Um, maybe. So what was they talking about? We gotta, so, so, so we're going to shout out uh, healthy food from now on. Um, but to break out of the um, fat-ass mentality, I completely lost it. Every time. Anyway, so shout out to oat milk. Um, yeah, oat milk is good. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yes, got it back. When you are in the fat ass mindset and you're trying to break out of those patterns, what you have to do, you have to find replacement foods. You really do. You have to do, a lot of people, you know, 
if you're drinking coffee with I had a person tell me one time he's like well you gotta start losing weight on the little things I mean do you put cream in your coffee I'm like yeah he's like well start there start drinking it black cutting out calories right there like it was some groundbreaking advice but then my brother uh, he put it perfectly where he's like the cream in this coffee is stopping me right now from ordering an extra large pizza you understand the cream in this coffee uh, is the thing that's going to take me away from getting a three-piece uh, Mary Brown combo with taters, coleslaw, a Big Mary on the side, a can of bubbly, and maybe an apple turnover for dessert. So it's either I do that or I put two cream in this coffee. You understand? So as a fat ass, you really have to... Um, you have to find craving, uh, what is it, uh, craving mediators, craving de-escalators, okay? Dark chocolate's pretty good for that. Um, cream in the coffee is very good for that, okay? Uh, sometimes vegetables are okay for that, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they just piss you off. You're like, fuck this, this isn't cheese. This is just cauliflower. The shit sucks, and then it pisses you off so much that you're like, fuck this, we're getting cheese. Hey, I'll just put a little cheese on top of the cauliflower, and then before you know it, you're just eating a block of Bothwell. So you got to watch yourself. But oat milk is great for that, all right? You're hungry. You want to get a couple of pizza pops? Hmm? Nah. Drink some oat milk. You're like, oh, that was good, and I'm slightly full. We can continue on with our day. So shout out to Oat Milk. Uh, also shout out to uh, shout out to everybody. That's the person I always shoot out. Shoot out. I shout out a food, a friend, and a tune. And today's friend is just all the people who made 2023 great and who make 2024 great shout out to uh my boys in the thread shout out to rumors comedy club shout out to uh, the staff at rumors shout out to the staff at underdogs shout out to um my family shout out to the buttermilk five you guys know who you are it's my old gang um and shout out to the philosophy group, Risha, Shane, Adrian, Sina, and the rest. And shout out to City Winnipeg crew. Shout out to Greg and Michaela. Shout out to Alex. Shout out to my boys who have left town, Ryan Ash, Tim Gray, and the old ball coach, Ben Walker. Shout out to everybody. It's going to be a good year. This is going to be our year. We're going to get stupidly successful and popular and famous and sexy. That's what's in the works for us. You understand that? You understand that 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 I'm going to just be incredibly physically perfect by the end of this year? The only thing that's going to bring my body uh, back down to earth 
uh, are going to be all the scars that I receive and all the orgies that I'm going to take part in. You understand? It's going to get greasy. <laughs> I'm going to be so hot. I have to carry a bat with me to fend off men and women. I'm joking. We're gonna shout we're gonna shed a couple of pounds. We're gonna get healthy. You know, we're gonna get healthy. 37. And I'm kind of at a fork in the road where I'm like, fuck it. This is it. Who gives a shit? I'll order the pizza. Who cares? It's over. My life is over. This is it for me. Or we can do how uh, Winnipeg Jets coach Rick Bonus says, push back. Push back a little bit. Got a lot of life left. So fuck it. Let's start living, right? Today's tune. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. Let's do, uh, we've done a lot of tunes. I don't know. I'm not going to shout out a tune. All right. I'm going to find one right now. See, the prep work. I didn't even find a song to put on. So this is by the band. It's a great band. Uh, they actually a genre called, and then they, so that's the tune. That's going to play us out. You guys have been great. I wish you all the best this year. Go get what you're worth. God damn it. You deserve it. Go get it. Have fun. All right. And if you're already crushing it, keep crushing it. Just stay the course nice and slow. And over time, you're going to do it. Worst case, worst case scenario, phone the 1-800 number and get the goddamn, um, you know, Liberty seeds. I'll send you a satchel of seeds. You'll start tripping balls. That's the secret. The seeds are just salvia. <laughs> you know, everyone's tripping balls. They think that the seeds are doing it's It's a drug. It's narcotics. I'm a drug dealer. So buy the seeds. And we're all going to uh, be sexy and rich. And, and because that's the end goal of life, right? Is to be uh, physically attractive in the eyes of other people. And to have enough financial wealth to uh, prove your worth on this planet. That's what it is for me. Um, you guys have been great. I love you. I would die for you. And I probably will. But that's it. I love you. And I'll see you in hell. My killer's closest to feeling foes with the will of Moses. I plot tones and spark tones from breaking mics, making nights hell for those who sell and faking types. Pyogenesis, exasperating mental matter to get a splatter. Your physical, lyrical ladder to batter at a rate of speed to make you bleed from the inner. Just the beginner, then I enter busting the sentence. The crimson crust turns to dust cause I need it. Lungs bleed, niggas laying defeated, but you couldn't see it. Notes I pull the like remotes to your body, the shoddy smoke. Forgot me and folks. The G applied slide like Astro Glide in your backside in darkness. Mark wrist provide targets and
and barred artists in the hardest to leave with a scarred bodice. Lines are parallel and excel like monowheels. Don't fail, never clever. And if you ever find a male to match up, throw the stats up and vision. Cranial incisions, the killer twisters in the prison. My mind state the baits at the gates of Hades. I'm sick as rabies and ladies remain caged in a Mercedes. 80 proof, look good or not, a nigga horizontal. You find your mind bruised, inclined to blind dudes to figure I'ma find you. I'm good at the hunt stunts once I pick up. Since a human glowing, I'm open like a cunt. Yeah.